return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. We have Sydney coming up to preach, so let's welcome him as he comes. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord, somebody. Amen. Um, Can we bow down our heads? Just close your eyes with me. If you can. We love you, Lord. Um, There's one song on my heart. If you know how to sing it, you can join me. You are holy, holy as you, Lord God Almighty. Worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb. You are holy. Holy as you, Lord God Almighty, worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb. Amen. Father, we want to thank you for tonight. We thank you for this day. We thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for your grace available. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for the opportunity to release your blessings upon your people. I pray, O God, that you take control, take charge. Prepare our hearts, O God, even as your word goes forth. May we be the hearers of the word and doers of it. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Um, I want to thank God for this opportunity. I want to thank Pastor Dave. He's not here, but I know he'll get to hear of it. Um, Thank Mama Jeannie to the entire team. You know, you guys are doing an amazing job, Pastor Randon, you know, and the entire team, leadership, uh, making this place um, home for some of us. We don't take it lightly. Hallelujah. So God bless them. Tonight I want to talk to you about um, the process to the fulfillment of prophecy. Um, Prophecy. So when we talk about prophecy, what is prophecy in the first place? Um, Prophecy means, you know, prediction. to, To predict. That is the root word of prophecy. But as far as this um. Preaching, teaching is concerned, 
we're going to limit ourselves to the word of God. Not, you know, um, this morning Pastor Dave was talking in Acts chapter 16, was talking about how, you know, psychics can also prophesy. You know, the people on the other side, unbelievers can also prophesy, you know, by um, evil spirits or by other spirits. That's not of God. Um, but we are going to limit our, um, you know, presentation to the things um, or the word of God. So it can be a dream. It can be, um, you know, preaching from the uh, pulpit. You know, um, when Pastor Randon was just leading the worship, you know, he started, you know, making some declarations. And that is also prophetic. So when we receive these words or when these words are received, what do we do? to see the, these words materialize or being fulfilled in our lives. So, um, you know, so it could, it could be a dream. It could be vision. You know, someone can see a vision and tell you. Someone, you know, can be filled with a spirit. So let me put it this way. There are four people that prophesy, um, you know, um, four people who prophesy. The first one, every believer can prophesy. We have to understand this. When you are filled with the Spirit of God, when you are filled with the Holy Ghost, um, you know, an initial sign is that you speak in tongues and you prophesy. So any believer, every believer, if you are filled with the Spirit of God, you can prophesy if you allow yourself. You know, like the Bible said, um, the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. So you can decide to prophesy or not. You know, the second, um, you know, person who can prophesy is someone who has the simple gift of prophecy. Most of the time, this gift is, you know, seen in operation when we are worshiping. So sometimes, you know, when the presence, um, manifest presence of God is felt, someone begins to speak in tongues and prophesy. You know, the difference between that person and the ordinary believer is that this, um, the person with a simple gift of prophecy does it more often, like it's, it's frequent. So you can tell that this person has a gift, you know. So it's just like singing, you know. Um, if you're a singer, you can sing at any time, at will, if you want to. Someone with a simple gift of prophecy, um, you know, all the person has to do is to tune into the spirit and the person can prophesy. And another, you know, level is someone who um, prophesies under grace. The person has the grace, um, the prophetic grace. So the person is a preacher, the person is matured in the spirit, you know, an evangelist, a prophet, apostle, teacher, a pastor. You know, um, when that grace is available, the person can, you know, prophesy. The person can move, you know, in the gift of word of wisdom, gift of, you know, word of knowledge, and, and all that, you know. And then we have someone in the office of the, you know, the prophet. You know, that person is in that office. That person can prophesy at will. That person is trained by God to release the word. And so these are, you know, they are, they are more, we can go into that, but that is not our basis um, for the discussion tonight. So um, 
when the word of God is released, what do you do? The number one process, the first process, the first stage is the birthing, the process of birthing. And so that is when the word is released. What do you do to see this word materialize in your life? What do you do? So what you do is very important. What you do at this stage when the word is released is very, very important. And that determines whether you see the manifestation of the word or not. Hallelujah. Amen. So, um, let's turn our Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 13, verse 3. It's a long passage, but I'll try to, you know, summarize it. And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow, to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprang up, because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns. You know, so um, to paraphrase this, this is talking about a sower went, you know, going to sow seeds. Now, Jesus down, you know, that scripture explains what the seeds were. So the seeds were the word, you know, the words of God, the words that are released, you know. Um, let me pause and say this, that, you know, we have to be mindful of, you know, the words that are released around us. It, it might not be an, uh, a believer. It might be even an unbeliever. Scripture says that life and death lies in the power of our tongue. So, which means that the Bible didn't say, you know, Christians or believers. You know, so someone can be an unbeliever and still pollute your environment. Okay? But the, the thing is that we have more power you know, Pastor Dave talked about, you know, the power of the Christian today. We have more of the power. So um, we can, we have the power to um, determine how our atmosphere is. You know, so when someone releases a negative word about us, you know, within, you, you have some time to determine whether that word works in your life or not. I'm telling you. So let me give this example. Um, some time ago, we had this outbreak um, in Ghana. Back in Ghana, we had this outbreak of um, a disease, you know, where your eyes become red. We call it Apollo. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So your, your eyes become so red and it's contagious. Everybody, you know, it's easy for you to get it. So everybody in my family, like everybody had it. And then there was this time my sister came and, you know, I had started feeling having the, those signs like, you know, your eyes begin to itch, you know, and all that. I started feeling that. And so my sister came, looked into my eyes and went like, oh, you, are, <laughs> you also caught it. I was like, no, I refuse it. I cannot have it. You know, I refuse that word. That word had the power to, you know, materialize. But can I tell you I didn't have it? 
I refused it, went in there, I started, you know, making some declarations. I cannot have this. I refuse it in the name of Jesus. Words are powerful. Words have the ability to affect you. So I could have, you know, just kept quiet and, and watched that word materialize in my life. Hallelujah. And so um, Jesus said that these words that are sown are the words of God. And so when we come to church and the preacher man is preaching and, you know, it could be anybody. It could not even, not even a pastor, but, you know, someone who is led by the Spirit. The person is praying and the person is making some declarations and the person is releasing these words. Um, if they are positive, we can lay hold on them and say amen to them. And these words have the ability to affect our lives. Hallelujah. And so, um, verse 8, But other fell into good grounds and brought forth fruits, some an hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Now, let us pause here. There is something that the enemy does whenever the word is released. You know, when you have the time, when you go home, you can read through, you know, that scripture. It explains you know, so when the, the seeds are sown, the enemy, the scripture says um, in John 10.10, 10, that Satan came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. You know, the question is, what does the devil steal from us? Does he steal our shoes, our, our cars? Our, what does he steal? You know, the devil is not after our possessions let us get this right although he can attack your possessions when he gets to know that you are so much attached to these worldly things he can attack them to get to your faith but the ultimate is not to attack the things hallelujah what does he steal then he steals the word of god the prophetic word that is released you know, so sometimes what he does is that he releases certain things, you know, so you can doubt the word. So sometimes, you know, you, you look down on the person that is even releasing the word. Oh, this cannot happen. Who are you in the spirit? Like you a baby. All these things. So you begin to judge. That is one way for, um, that he steals the word. So when the word is released, the birthing process, we have Everything, um, um, let me put it this way. We determine whether the word materializes in our lives or not. So we have to prepare our hearts. Even as the word is coming, we have to guard the word jealously. We have to guard the word jealously. So let's say someone comes to you and prophesy or, or tell you about a dream. Oh, I had a dream and in the dream... Um, you know, you were traveling all around the world, preaching the gospel, you know, and the person begins to talk to you about the dream, you know. Um, you can receive it or kill it, you know, brush it aside, and then it will be just, a, a, you know, just mere words. Let's send our Bibles to the book of Genesis.
Um, let's go to Second Kings first. Second Kings chapter seven, verse one and two. Second Kings chapter one and two. Now here we see the prophet Elisha. Then Elisha said, "Hear ye the word of God." And um, prior to this, there was famine in 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 Samaria. Okay, there was great famine, and um, you know everybody was desperate for something. Now Elisha appeared to the king. And at this time, he was talking to the king, and there was the minister of a Greek, you know, someone in charge of, you know, um, a Greek in, uh, in Samaria. And the prophet of God released the word and said, Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel, and two measures for barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Then a lord on whose hand the king leaned, answered the man of God, and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? <laughs> and he said, Behold. Now, Elisha the prophet replied and said, Behold, you shall see it with your eyes, but you will not eat thereof. Let me pause and say this. When someone is giving a word to you, even if you don't believe it, don't say anything, just keep quiet. Don't, don't say anything about it, even if you don't believe it. If it's negative, you can refuse it. You know, if the person is releasing negative words, you can refuse it right there. But sometimes we look at our present situation. So that was what the minister did. Look at the present situation. How can we, you know, how long would it take for us to plant? And you're saying tomorrow. Now, this is impossible. You know, but the word of God has the potency to manifest. The word of God has that creative ability. And so when the word is, is proclaimed and you receive it, it can create. It can be created. Hallelujah. So he said, you are going to see it, but you cannot eat of it. May that not be your portion in Jesus' name. Oh, I said, may that not be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. So the, the second process is the process of opposition. If the word is from God, let me say it again. If it is from God, you are going to be opposed. Genesis chapter 37 verse 8. Genesis chapter 37 verse 8 to 11. This is talking about Joseph. The Bible said he had dreams. He had a lot of dreams and he told it to his brethren and, you know, his father. And his brethren said to him, Shall thou indeed reign over us? Or shall thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words. And he dreamed yet another dream and told it to his brethren and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream, a dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obeisance to me. Now, the Bible said they hated him the more. Why? Because he had a dream. Why? Because he had a word. God was talking to him about his future. How he was going to make him great. How he was going to rule over his family. And so, when he told this to his people, his own people hated him just because of the word. And so, if the word is of God, 
Be rest assured that you are going to face opposition. People are going to oppose you, not because of you, but because of the word. Are you here with me? Because of the word, you, you face opposition. So we should be rest assured. The third one is the process of sensitivity. We have to be sensitive. We have to be sensitive. When the word of God comes, we have to know when to relay the word. Not everybody is interested in your prophecy. Not everybody is interested in your word. There is a time to say, to speak. And there is a time to keep mute. Are you here with me? So, um, we can see this in First Samuel. Chapter 10, verse 14. Now, um, scripture says, before this, um, Paul saw, sorry, had lost some donkeys. And, you know, they went in search of the donkeys. And they went to see the prophet. To see, you know, whether the prophet could, you know, tell them where the donkeys were. Verse 14. And Saul's uncle said unto him. Now they returned to, you know, they returned home. And Saul's uncle questioned them. And said, said unto him and to his servants. Whither went ye? And, and he said, to seek the asses. And when we saw that they were nowhere, we came to Samuel. And Saul's uncle said, Tell me, I pray thee, what someone said unto you. And Saul said unto his uncle, He told us plainly that the asses were found. But of the matter of the kingdom whereof someone spake, he told him not. Now, at this time when they went, you know, God had orchestrated that event, you know, for Saul to be anointed as king, the next king, you know. The, the king, sorry, of Israel. And so, um, the prophet Samuel spoke to him and told him, you know, things can, pertaining to the kingdom and how he was going to be king and, and all that. Now, he was so sensitive, you know, his uncle knew that once you meet a prophet, the prophet is going to tell you something. Tell you something about your family, tell you something about yourself. And so, he was so much interested in that. And so he was like, tell me, what did he say about, you know, about the family? What did he say? And he said, oh, um, he never said anything. But the truth is, the prophet said something. You know, but he was so sensitive that the time was not right to release this word. Are you here with me? The time was not right. So we have to be sensitive when someone gives you a vision, when someone gives you a word, you know, you, we have to be sensitive to know when to release that word, to let everybody know, you know. Because the thing is, not everybody is interested in, in our well-being. Not everybody, you know, there are timings. When the timing is not right, your word can be killed. Example, you know, when Jesus was born, um, the Bible said, um, they wanted to kill Jesus. They, they wanted to kill Jesus. So imagine if the word had been released or relayed to the king that Jesus was here. The Bible said, and God told Joseph to pick the baby and run to Egypt. Why? Because they were in search to kill Jesus, to kill that baby. So we should know when to release or when to tell our, our prophecies. Hallelujah. Um, the fourth one is a process of rejection and isolation. 
rejection. So um, there's a season that we will go through if we have the prophetic word. And that season is a season of rejection, loneliness, where we feel that the word of God cannot be made manifest. There is nothing pointing, you know, to that word. There is nothing showing that this thing can happen. There is nothing. You, you, you have to get to that stage. And, and, you know, sometimes if you are not strong in the, in the things of God or in the word of God, you might even give up on it. But I want you to understand that this is normal. If it is from God, you get to that point. You know, so you've, we've come to church, you've received a word about your future, you've received a word about, you know, your school. Maybe you applied, you know, for a school and someone told you, hey, I saw you in a vision in this school, so you've applied. But your grades says something else. And so maybe you've applied and, you know, you know that your grades cannot take you there. At this point, you do not have to rely on your grades. You rely on the word of God. Okay, so if the person saw you there, what do you do with it? We'll come to that when, um, you know, words are released, when prophecies are released. What do we do with it? That is another question we're going to answer. But when, you know, what you have to do is to hold on to it. Hold on to the word of God. Hold on to the word of God. His words are yea and amen. You know, so he has whatever it takes to make it come to pass. But let me bash the bubble. Sometimes we say, I, I've heard, you know, I used to say that. If God has said it, he would do it. Is it entirely true? Pay the word of God. If God has said it, he will do it. That is not always the case. We, you know, I know this place is so quiet. <laughs> what is this guy saying? Yes. You know, sometimes, let me say this. Words that are released in the spirit realm, okay, they are in the spirit realm. Anybody can pick it. Anybody who is well vested in the things of the Spirit can pick it up and tell you. So, if someone, someone, an, an evil person who have you know the eyes who can see in the Spirit, can also, like the Bible said, Satan came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. These are some of the things. So, the devil can delay it. The devil can can delay. Yes, God said it. But let's go to the scriptures so that it doesn't appear as if. Now, Genesis chapter 15, verse 13. Genesis chapter 15. Genesis chapter 15, verse 13 to 14. Is someone there? If you're there, you can. Genesis chapter 15. 
Okay, let me read it. Um, verse 13. And God said to Abram, Know positively that your descendants will be strangers dwelling as temporary residents in a land that is not theirs. And they will be slaves there and will be afflicted and oppressed for 400 years. And this prophecy was fulfilled in the book of Exodus chapter 12 verse 40. Exodus chapter 12 verse 40. And so, the Bible clearly stated that it was 400 years. But the 400 years came and they were still in captivity. 401, 405, 410, 415 years. 420 years, 425 years, 430 years. Yes, can you go to Exodus for me, please? 12, verse 40. That was where it was fulfilled. And so, they had to wait for 430 years. Did God lie? You know, so, I mean, we can go on and on and on and on. Another scripture that I can give you, you can write it down when you go home, you can read through that. Second Kings chapter 3 verse 26 and 27. Now, um, you know, Israel had an alliance, you know, with Edom and Judah. And they went to, you know, war against the Moabites. And the Bible said, before they went, they spoke to the prophet. And, you know, the prophet, of course, didn't want to, you know, listen to them. But because of the king Jehoshaphat, you know, he listened to them and brought a minstrel and began to prophesy, you know. And he said, thus saith the Lord, um, the Lord God, victory is yours. Is it there? Exodus 12, verse 40, 40. Yeah. So, he said, um, victory is yours. But something happened. When they got there, you know, the king, who they were going to fight, did something that turned the battle against them. Now, God had said that victory belongs to you. You guys, you go. You're going to win. You know, this, this, it's, it's a done deal. But when this, they went, the king took his firstborn and offered him as a burnt sacrifice. Killed his firstborn as a, a sacrifice. And that overturned the word of God. You know. So. If God said it. If God says it. He's going to do it. I believe in that. But we have something to do. A part to play. Most of the time. Prophecies have two faces. The God face. And the man face. So. 
when the word is released, you don't just say that because the word has been, you know, is released, it will automatically come to pass. We have to watch and pray. So, it is like a prayer topic. We, we have to watch and, and see it manifest, see it come to pass. So, you have a dream about your kids. One of your kids, oh, I saw, I had a dream and he, you know, he, he was a doctor. He was, it is God talking to you to put measures in place and pray it to manifestation. So it is like a prayer topic for you. It is like a, a prayer topic for you, you know, to enforce it. Hallelujah. I mean, I think I'm going ahead of myself. Let's, you know, finish that and come to, you know, what we do with prophecy and, and things like that. The fifth one is the process of packaging. Anytime the word is released, what we have to do is to package ourselves. What we have to do is to prepare ourselves for the manifestation of the prophecy. You know, so, um, you know, if you are going to be a preacher, um, oh, this is what I see. I see you, you know, traveling, preaching. It is up to you to begin to study the word. Prepare yourself, you know. Um, the in-depth of your preparation determines your impact, the level of impact, you know, you make when you are released. The prophecy is timely, you know. And so when the time is due, if you had prepared yourself enough, you are going to make impact. You know, but if you don't prepare yourself, you can even miss your timing. When I talk about these things, I, I don't, I'm not saying things that I've heard. I'm talking by experience. I'm telling you, you can miss your timing. I'm telling you, you can miss your timing. And I've, you know, I've been uh, a victim of that, where things have delayed you know, things delayed in my life. And at a point in time, I said to myself, enough is enough. I've had, I've had too much prophecies, too many prophecies. What am I doing with them? You know, and I'm not seeing any of them being made manifest. And I went into prayer and fasting. And I can tell you that within the, a short time, things began to unfold. Things that, you know, were spoken years ago. That I should have seen the manifestation years ago began to, you know, be made manifest. And so, prophecies can be delayed. You have to package yourself. You have to position yourself, you know. So, if someone tells you, oh, I see you, you know, um, in the business field. I see you owning this. I see you owning that. What do you do? Position yourself. Talk to people who are there. You know, talk to people who are in the business world. Prepare yourself. Read books on that. You know, so that when your timing comes, you can launch into the deep. Hallelujah. The sixth one is the process of connection. The process of connection. The process of connection and contacts. Second um, Kings chapter 1 verse 4. You know, like I said... Every prophecy has the man face and the God face. You know, it will take men to help you get to your destination. 
And so we have to be mindful the way we treat others. We have to be mindful the way we relate to others. The way we sometimes look down on others. You know, the Bible said it took four lepers to bring to manifestation the prophecy. Four lepers. <laughs> you know, and we all know that at that time they were outcast. You know, lepers were not, um, they were considered unclean, so they were not um, allowed in the cities. They were put in the outskirts of the cities. And so, um, you know how people will look down on them. But for the prophecy to be made manifest, God had to use these lepers. Hallelujah. The Bible said, and God amplified the sound of their footsteps. Oh my goodness. Can you imagine that? So, the, the, the manifestation can come from any place, any point, any direction at all. So, we should be mindful when we are dealing with people because that person might be your next boss. That person can be the link to your breakthrough. That person can be, you know, um, sitting on your, your next million and you wouldn't know. You know, there are, there are four people in life that I say we all need. You know, um, destiny helpers. You know, there are people who don't have what you need, but they know of others who have it. So, there are divine connectors. They can connect you to your destiny helpers. And there are what I call the men of influence. People who have the influence, they can pick you, hold your hands, and take you to you know, where you want to go. Or, or give you what you want. Hallelujah. And so, we need to be mindful of these people. Like, you know, when we are dealing with, you know, this destiny helpers. And an example is... Um, you know, the Bible said at a point in time, Jesus had a crusade. And while he was preaching, some people came to the crusade. They were carrying someone who was sick. So they got to the place. The place was so packed. And the Bible said, they climbed the roof and uncovered the roof. Can you imagine that? And then lowered the sick person right in front of Jesus. You know, these are people who will make sure that, you know, they are called burden bearers. They, they bear our burdens. You know, if it were to be, maybe you and I would have said, oh, you know, we tried. You know, the place is packed, you know, um, so let's go home. We can, you know, try another time. But there are people, some people, when they come into your life, the burden bearers, they make sure. Through thick and thin, you have what you are looking for. If they have to uncover a roof to give you your healing, to give you the money, to give you the contract that you are looking for, they will do it. Are you here with me? Those are the burden bearers. And you know, um, another story is um, Naaman. Naaman wanted healing, but he didn't know how to get a healing. There was a slave girl in uh, his house. 
And the slave girl said, I know of someone who can, you know, give you your healing. I know of someone. So the slave girl was a, a divine connector. The slave girl was able to connect him to his healing. So these are people, um, you know, examples of it. So we should be mindful of how we treat others. Hallelujah. Now, and the, the process of the palace, that is the final fulfillment. So these are stages that we will go through for that prophecy to be made manifest. So my question is, what do we do with prophecy? When a prophecy is given, what do we do with it? Now, prophecies are made to be enforced. Prophecies are made to be enforced. Can we turn our Bibles to 1 Chronicles chapter 17, verse 23 to 27? Therefore now, Lord, let the thing that thou hast spoken concerning thy servant, this is David praying, and concerning his house be established forever, and do as thou hast said. Let it even be established that thy name may be magnified forever, saying, The Lord of hosts is the Lord of Israel, even a God to Israel. And let the house of David thy servant be established before thee. Now, there was a prophecy. So David was praying the prophecy. He said, God, watch over your word to perform in my life. So when you receive the prophetic word, what do you do with it? We have to enforce it. We have to pray it. We have to veto it. We have to keep it in motion. We have to declare it. Day and night, declare it. So, um, let me say this. You don't have to receive a word. Always receive a word from you know, someone before you make declarations. Go to the word of God. Personalize the word. You know, speak over your kids. Speak over your family. Speak over your job. You know, the positive words. Declare it. Pray it to pass. Hallelujah. Um, we can also look at First Timothy chapter 1, verse 18. This is Paul talking to Timothy. Paul talking to Timothy. He said, This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. So, he's telling Timothy, Hey, um, some prophecies were released over your life. You are going to, you know, preach the gospel at a young age. You are going to lead churches. You are going to do that, that, that. Don't sleep over it. He said, wage a good warfare. Pray them to pass. You know, guard jealously over these words. Guard jealously over them. Make sure that, you know, they come to pass. Talk to God about it. You know, a lot of people have been cut short. A lot of people with great destinies have been cut short. I lost my sister and, um, some years ago, six years ago. And this was a wonderful woman. Like, you know, she was an example to many. You know, and I, I, I remember there were so many prophecies 
over her life. You know how she sings, you know. She brought up my wife, I mean, Loretta. You know, she trained Loretta in, you know, singing and all that. She was so gifted. And one of the prophecies was that, you know, how she was going to bring up an album and all that. But she died along the way, not fulfilling that, those prophecies. So the question was, all these prophecies, were they lies? No, they were not lies. What am I, I'm, I'm not trying to put fear, but I'm, I'm trying to, you know, give us the knowledge to, to guard over the words of God that we receive. Make sure that we enforce them. You know, we pray into them. We make sure. So if um, your, your, your kid is doing something different from the prophecy that you receive, it is up to you to war, to speak it to pass. You know, uh, make sure that God's word prevail over your kid. Hallelujah. And so um, Paul was talking to Timothy, you have to wage a good warfare. The last one um, is Daniel chapter 9, verse 3. You know, um, yeah, so we can read, you know, to fall downwards when we get a time because of our time. Um, so when we receive the word, first of all, we have to write it down. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2. Prophecies are made to, you know, write it down. And Habakkuk 2. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. So when you receive a word from God, that is why when we come to church, we have to even take notes. You know, so even as we are taking notes, God, the Spirit of God will be talking to you. You know, I might mention your case, you know, Pastor Randon, like he received a word for someone who had a pain, you know. This is also a word, you know. So you write them down and watch them and pray into them and force it. Hallelujah. And force it and force the word of God. So that is it. I don't know the word that you've received. I don't know... Um, you know, the prophetic word concerning your life, concerning your kids. But it's my prayer tonight that God will equip you. He's already equipped you, but, um, you know, you will rise to proclaim. You will rise, you know, to make sure that these words come to pass. Let us not allow the enemy to steal these words. You know, let us not allow the enemy to have a field day. Pastor Dave said today that we have enormous power. The devil has power, but we, the children of God, have it more abundantly. And so we have everything it takes to change the things around us. The Bible said that whatever you shall decree, you shall decree a thing and it shall come to pass. You know, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, which means that whatever you allow in your circle 
is allowed in heaven. And whatever you lose shall be lost in heaven. Which means whatever you disallow in your circles, whatever you allow or disallow in your family has whatever it takes to be made manifest. I pray for you tonight. I pray the blessings of God upon your life. Just close your eyes with me. Before we go one minute, begin to prophesy. Begin to speak upon your life. Begin to speak upon your kids. Begin to speak upon, you know, the things around you in the name of Jesus. Prophesy. In the name of Jesus, lift your voice, speak the goodness of God. Lift your voice, speak uh, the grace of God. Lift your voice, speak mercy, speak the blessings of God. I see the blessings of God upon the church. I see the glory of God being made manifest on Holy Life Tabernacle. I see a new level in the name of Jesus. I see a transformation. I see God go through for us. I see, oh my goodness, Lebo Shadabaha, Ikadabrandosh Alim Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your grace available. We thank you for your word. You said, Eyes have not seen nor ears heard. Neither has it entered the hearts of men what you have in store for your people. We thank you for this word. We thank you that we are more than blessed. We thank you that our going out and our coming in is blessed. We thank you that we are affecting the people around us positively. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Give a mighty clap offering unto God. Yeah, so if you want prayer, you can come up. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net. Or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m. Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.